Tata's their own service day and night. They empower the others as well to serve Sri Bhagavan. So we'll try to Shaman Kirtan at the glories of the Bhaktas. This is the best sadhan. Is the Ragapink Rajavasis. The followers of the Ragapink Rajavasis. The Raganogas Rupanogas. If we, if we do some, if we don't listen to the Shavan Kirtan, then we are bound to be the slaves of Maya. No one will be able to save us. Because, there's no other way to save oneself from Maya. Therefore, we should try to remember their lives as much as possible into Shkirtan. And the Samanda Bhaktas have towards Bhagavan. You should remember that. Today, we heard all these beautiful leaders of Maharaj. Once Maharaj, he he goes on the, in, in Mathura there are many Dharmashalas on the banks of the Yamuna. There in between they call Maharaj and all the devotees from the four sampradayas would come there. And Gurudev was not just the chief guest. He was the Anuragi Jans. Parikars of Raj. Everyone would listen to his kata knowing that he was of Raja Parikar. Therefore they would invite him. And this way the entire assembly consisting of some scholars would take place. So the Maharaj would say that every dust particle of Raj is the uh, spirit of Bhakti permeates every particle of dust in Raj. So, an intelligent person, he achieves everything by this dust of Raj. Adav has prayed. Brahma has also prayed. Consciousness Brahmastati. But he has also prayed to achieve the mercy of this Raja dust. This is the dust of Raj. And he said, then, these trees of Raj, these ladies of Raj, if I can only achieve one particle of dust of the lotus feet, I offer prayers just one particle of dust to the lotus feet. Brahma said, I don't have this good fortune of being born in Raj. But if I have this great fortune of how these sweeper ladies receive the entire day, receive all the drains, and in the evening, they rub their feet on stones. Why? To rub the dust off their feet. So Brahma is saying, even if I could become that stone, then the ladies, they'll rub their feet on my head, and my life will become successful. They say he is prayed to the dust of Raj. And leaving aside this dust of Raj, what is the need to go to any part of this world? What can one possibly achieve if he goes to any part of this world, leaving this dust of Raj aside? What can he possibly achieve? 
therefore this is the dust of Raj Varaja means this is very special dust Raj means dust and V means Visheshupena very special dust this dust you cannot find anywhere else see this dust of Raj can give you now the entire Shakti of Raj is present in these dust particles just as when the soil is fertile, if you plant something, then automatically the plant will grow with many fruits and flowers. And this way, the plant tree says, just see, I've taken shelter of Mother Earth, I've taken shelter of the soil, and just see how much sweetness is present within me. Because of this, on Sai Prabhupada, he went to the West. And then many scientists came to interview him. And they said, that you have left your country, what can you possibly give us? What is so special that you have and that we don't have, that you can give us? Or what is that astonishing thing that you have? And they said, you are big scientists. So I only ask you one thing. That I'll give you one ton of mud. Can you do some research and find out how many, how much grains, ghee, oil, sweetness can be extracted from that one ton of mud? If you can extract all these things out, then you're really worthy of calling yourself um, scientists, researchers. They couldn't answer them. Because how could they possibly extract from the sand, from this mud? You see, all the potencies are present within this soil of Mother Earth. You can get as many medicines as you want, different kinds of food, everything, fragrance from Mother Earth. And this is never depleted, finished. It is always uh, everlasting. And you just see again, everything returns to Mother Earth. So, Swami Maharaj, he said, you don't realize how much potency is present in this dust of Raj. Sadhguru Guru Brahma, he is Bhagavan's son, the creator of this world. Is Brahma himself. He hasn't prayed to the dust of other places present in the 14 planet systems. He has prayed to the dust of Raj, especially. And though he is a disciple of Brahaspati, dear friend of Krishna, he, he is an Asam Chanayana Jusam Hamsyam. Spread. When can I be a shrub, herb, in this Vrindavan? When will there such good fortune be mine? When I can be a creeper here, or a blade of grass, a herb, will this hell be absorbed? And say all the Vrajavasis, they'll accept me, because now I'm not so useful. I pray to this dust of Raj that I can be qualified in this way. 
because I am very unqualified, very fallen. Proud, what can I possibly do? I see that there is no one more intelligent than me. But here I am saying, then there is dust of Raj. Who's for dust? Then he says, then all the Shrutis, Vedas, Upanishads, they are always looking for him, searching for him. Still they cannot find him. And they cannot possibly understand the potency that is present when the dust of Raj. So Maharaj would explain that you see in this Raj Bhumi, if anyone sleeps here, then he gets the fruit of offering, Dandot Pranam. And if he is wandering here and there, he gets the fruit of doing Parikrama. When he speaks even mundane things, he gets the fruit of doing Kirtan in Braj. And if he does all, practice the limbs of Bhakti with faith, Bhakti, and puts the dust of Raj on his head, offers Pranam, then when he prays, then just see what he will achieve. Those are ignorant, are very proud, they have no faith in the dust of Raj, therefore they are wandering here and there. So time Gurudev, you will be explaining that dust of Raj has such shakti. How did the, how did Raj become instilled with such shakti? Now that today, tomorrow, and then the Shakti is lost now. The Shakti is everlasting. Not that it was present during Krishna's time. Now it's no longer present. It's always present. Ever existing. Here, in this 54 mile bridge, all the Shrimashis, Brahmashis, Tabasis, Rajasri, Kandashis, Tabasis, there's no such person who has come here and not attained Siddha. Means everyone has attained Siddhi easily by taking shelter of this Rajaraj. No need to do any sadhanas. No need to do tapasya, hatha yoga. Wherever you go, you'll get this dust. Wherever you go, you'll get all these things. Therefore, Sukhdev Goswami said in the Bhagavatam that why should you worry in brudge? Will you not get food? You see, the sadhus and those, they get so many things that they have to, they themselves have to distribute other, their things to others. Because what is the use of collecting all these things? Amassing all these things? No, I won't get big share. Where will you go? We'll get. Everyone is ready to give you something. Think, oh, I don't have water to drink. And as you can see, the Yamuna is flowing right here. There's so many kundas. Just take a drink water from them. And someone says, oh, the fruit, the trees are not giving any fruits and flowers. Where will I eat? Where will I stay? Oh, there's so many caves. If you can't find any cave, then it will take shelter of the Rajwasis. They will make a nice kutia for you. Nice place for you to stay. All of them will come to Raj. You just say,
Because whoever has come to Vraj, you see, the wall staying in palaces now, big buildings, who's providing all these things? Sukhdeva Goswami is saying, is there any person who has come to Vraj and is suffering? There is no such person. Sukhdeva Goswami would say, that in Matra, my, my, my grandfather, who is Tafsara Rishi, father of Yasadev, Yasadev's father Sukhdeva Goswami, so once Parshar Rishi, he met with all the Rishis, Marshis, and he was thinking, what should we do during these four months of Chaturmasya? So he crossed the river, he crossed, he went to the other side. Because all the Rishis used to be on the other side of the river, Durvasya, Dattreya, Parashar, Yagyaval, Kaharit, Gautam, Saptarshitila, Ambrishtila, many Rishis, they used to be on the other side of the Yamuna in Mathura. So that time, when Tema Chaturmasya was appearing, then he came this way to Vrindavan Viraj, and he met with all the devotees, and he said, where should we follow Chaturmasya this time? So when he was leaving, it was very dark, it was raining so much. So Yamuna is not just small like how she is now. She is very broad, very white. She is flooding her banks. Waves are rising in the Ramana, accompanied by these huge roars. So Maharaj Barshan Rishi, he went to the bank of the Yamuna and he told one boatman, oh, take me across. My Chaturmasa is starting. I know I cannot stay here. They said, oh Maharaj, you just rest relax for some time. It's raining so much, not very dark. You cannot see anything. Also I'm very old, so how can I take you across? Just stay here, and whatever you need, I'll make all the arrangements. Just take rest, you do your dhyan, jap, tapa, and I'll take you in the morning. And Parashashi said, no. I cannot stay in the house of a house, in the home of a householder. I'll have to go to my ashram. But he wouldn't listen. He was very stubborn. Then she had one daughter, Matsiganda. Because she had the smell of a fish. So no one would go near her. She was very beautiful. But her bodily fragrance was uh, very bad. Like sometimes you see some people come from other countries and they smell so much. You cannot even tolerate the smell coming from them. Sometimes when these people come from other countries and they smell so much, I think they are all the descendants of Matsikanda. They are all her followers. Because they smell so bad. Now I am used to their smell, so I don't care anymore. No. Now I am used to smelling them so much. Now I have lost my own sense of smell. No. So this way, Matsiganda, she was smelling so much. So the Maharshi was thinking, she is smelling so much. She doesn't stay in the water. How does she smell like a fish? Then her father said, Your daughter, you don't smell like this, but where does your daughter smell this way? Where does she smell like a fish? 
नहीं सिर हो महाराज सिर हो आई एम बोटमैन आंसर बिग फिश डेड फिश ओपन द फिश ओपन देन सर्स ब्यूटिफुल गर्ल लाइन इन दिस फिश आई शार्ड दिस गर्ल एज माई ओन डॉटर and this lady she said oh maharaj if you desire then i'll take you on the other side father gives me order i'll take you on the other side i know how to row the boat and she said oh you daughter you cannot take him across see yamuna is flowing very swiftly he said no father don't give any pain to the rishi i'll take him across and then so she tried rowing across but the flow of the yamuna was very swift The boat was being washed away. Then somewhere it got stuck in the middle of the darkness. It got stuck somewhere. Anyhow, she tried pulling the boat, but still she couldn't. Meanwhile, there was a flash of lightning, and the Rishi saw Matsyaganda, and by his glance, he, yeah, he, by his glance, he made her conceive a child, and this child was immediately born. She became very shy. What has just happened? This Rishi is so old, so aged. And just by his glance, he's given me a child now. Now my chastity is gone. And he's a 16-year-old boy. Yeah, very effulgent. He was born on an island. He was blackish, and she was very golden. And he was, and the Rishi was a little blackish, and the son was also a little blackish, darkish. They say the son offered pranams to both. His mother and father. And the father, he told his sixteen-year-old son, "See here in Braj, there's Badri Kedha, Chardham. You go there, and you write all shastras, Veda, Upanishad, Sutishmiti, Puran, Itihas, Bhagavad. You write all these different scriptures there. And for some time, you meditate, and by your samadhi, you'll realize everything, and you'll manifest everything." Said, how can I do everything alone? Then he said, "Then Bhagwan Narayan himself is present in Badri Kashram. He will empower you, and he will Ganesh himself will be your scribe." He'll be your scribe, and he'll write down everything. Your Puran, Veda, Purusha, Smriti, Shruti, everything. So when you offer pranams, he told his mother that whenever there's need, you remember me, and I immediately appear. And then Rishi blessed him, saying, "Blessed her, saying, now your chastity will not be lost. You'll always remain untouched, and this." Uh, Smell of a fish will go away forever, and the king of this entire place will marry you, and you'll become his queen. And your youth will never be lost; you'll never be old. So then he blessed her, said Parshalishi, and he left. And by the mercy of the Rishi, the, the Matsyaganda returned to her father. And then she was almost smelling. She was even more beautiful than before. And so she didn't tell anything to her father that I had a son, nothing. 
And she said, do you take the Rishi across? And she, she nodded her head. And she said, oh, my daughter is very qualified. Meanwhile, on the other day, Maharashtantanu, he came from Hastinapur. Santanu, first he had married Ganga Devi. So now Devi, she had made him promise that whatever I do, you should never question me. If you question me, then I'll leave you immediately. So what did she do? She'd have one son, and she'd put the son and throw him inside the Ganga. Santanu became very, he became mad, saying, I just had seven sons, and she threw all seven sons inside the Ganga. And the eighth son also she started taking away. Then he couldn't tolerate it anymore. And he said, seven sons of mine, you've just thrown them in the Ganga. Now this, at least this one son you give to me. She said, alright, here, I'm leaving you now. Now I'll not stay with you anymore. And she left. And he was weeping so much in separation from her, but still she did not return. And then, Then she said, if you want me to look after the boy, just leave him on the banks of the Ganga and I'll take him on my lap and I'll look after him. And she also told this small boy, that whenever you feel the need to meet your mother, just think about me and I'll appear. So Santanu, his son, became very, very effulgent, very strong boy. His name was Devrato. It was so beautiful. His body was very... So this way, so then, there, uh, Shantanu, he came to the forest to hunt, because this is, the kings especially, they like to hunt, just like killing animals in the forest. So when he came there, he saw Matsyaganda, and he changed her name from Matsyaganda to now the Rishi named her Satyavati. And Satyavati, when he saw her, he became crazy. Then he told the boatman, Santanu Maharaj, give me your daughter. I'll make her my queen. And he said, not at any cost. He said, why not? Because your son Devrata is very beautiful, very effulgent. So this way, if he, if he wants, he can marry my daughter, but not you. The king became very sad, then he returned home. And then he stopped eating, drinking, just locked himself from inside, and he was crying the whole time. It seemed he would die. So then the ministers came, and they asked him, and he wouldn't say anything. Then Devrata asked him so much, tried his father so much, but he didn't tell anything to, to him as well. He won't eat, sleep, nothing. Being absorbed and thinking about her, he became lost. He became mad, crazy. He became very thin. And anyhow, they brought her back to external consciousness. So Devrata, he asked, how can I make my father happy again? And they said, only you can do so. And he said, how? I'm ready to give my life for my father. Then they said, a father, he went to Mathuramandal to hunt. There is someone lady. She became so attracted that he, now he can no longer forget her or leave her. 
So they say, what is wrong in this? King can have thousand wives also. Immediately I will speak to her. So Bhishma, then he went, Devrata. And he said, this boatman became very angry, very happy. Oh, now you've come, I'll marry my daughter to you. He said, yes, okay, give me your daughter. But this daughter is not for me. She is for my father. He said, no. I'll never be far away to you, your father. He said, I'm a boatman. But my daughter, she'll not be a maidservant in your kingdom. Because you're the prince. So if my daughter will have children, then she will, they will become your servants. And my daughter will become maidservant. How can I let them stay in such a condition? He said, no. I promised that I will not be a king. Ever. So then they said, what if you don't become the king? What about the children? They might want to become, because the elder son of the, because the son of the elder prince, he becomes the king. He said, I'll never marry. He said, I still don't believe you. Then he said, I make this promise that I'll never marry. I'll always remain lifelong brahmachari. So give me your daughter, please know. Then he took his daughter and offered, offered her to Santanu Maharaj. And he married, Santanu Maharaj married her. But Vedavyas, his son is Sukhdeva Goswami. The Sukhdeva Goswami, now he is doing Kirtan, but he is slowly Sukhraj. As they were written everything down, but who would preach what he has written? Then Sukhdeva Goswami, he he started describing these stories of Raj, Raj Bhakti, Raj Prem Bhakti. So he started doing Kirtan. So if anyone does Tapasya and this dust of Raj, and the fruit is infinite. It can never be, uh, it can never be destroyed. Even if there are many trying to steal, still, this food dust, this dust of Raja has such samartha capability that even such thieves will not be able to take anything off from this just pass, small particle of dust. Therefore, this Raja has such wonderful glories that, not, that you can do sadhantapasya in all the other places. But if you just remember Raja when you offer pranams and immediately get siddhi, then what to speak of staying here in Raja physically? Therefore, not just staying there, but you must be careful to not stay in Raj like these bed bugs, like these uh, insects. You see in the Yamuna, the turtles, the snakes, and Radhakun, Mansikanga, Prem Sarovar, Chandra Sarovar, Man Sarovar, Kusum Sarovar. There are so many different kinds of living entities staying there. They stay with the, the Parents. So in this way, if one comes to this, uh, if one becomes entangled, then he forgets Bhagavan, then what will happen? Who do we remember the whole day? Rama, Shama, Jadumadu, all these birds, animals, only remembering them and chanting their names. But you don't remember Prabhu. 
Even so, by staying in Braj, automatically these names of Radharani, Krishna will enter your ears. Anyhow, you will honor Mahaprasad. And anyhow, the dust of Braj will cover you. Even if you have locked all the windows in your room, still the dust of Braj will enter through these windows and bathe you. This dust has such power. So you make a golden palace, still this dust of Braj will enter inside. This will not happen in other places. You see, first Trinavarta, he came. Or a hero. Trinavarta, he, he thought, I'll go to Raj and I'll take this dust of Raj and I'll distribute this dust of Raj to everyone. Why? Because everyone is so sad. They're suffering so much. Rajas is very happy. So why are they happy? You have to look, have to search. So when he found out that this dust of Raja has so much power, so much Shakti, then he said, alright, now I'll take the dust of Raj and bring as much back as I can. And I'll also bring those who have taken birth in Raj. And I'll leave them. So he said, and he came, the blades, this Trinavarta, what did he do? He took the blades of grass, everything, whatever he could find, he, he took them away. How? Because he appeared in the form of a twister, tornado. Like we say, when you say, when this puja, Indra, he told Pavan Devata, the wind god, he told everyone, go and destroy Gorgan. And you see how much rain was showered on Giriraj. And so what did they do? They nicely did Abhishek Giriraj. Now Giriraj was shining so much. And again, this, this big storm, and again he was dried. Again there was a big storm. This happened for seven days. Now he becomes an effulgent, like this blue sapphire. Giriraj, like Krishna himself. Because you see all the Giraj just covered by so much kaurang and dust and all these other things. But what Indra do? He started, he started, he started um, unleashing so many thunderbolts. And Giraj said all the insects, scorpions, snakes, they all ran away in fear. So they say Indra actually was cleaning Giraj. So say anyone who comes to Braj, Directly or indirectly, they are all serving Vraj. They can never be destroyed. So at that time, so there was Swami, he said, this Vrajaraj has such power, such potency, that it is indescribable. If you do even a little sadhan here in Vraj, you will get so much strength, you can realize yourself. So they asked Krishna, there's only Rishi Marshi is here. Ramashi is Sabasi, Rajashi is. So who should, who should be take shelter of? Who should, should be accepted? We can also have the Samandha with our Priyatam. And this relationship will now be broken. 
we have this one the life of life that life of life this personality who we have attained will never go far away from us neither should we go far away from him so Krishna knew everything all the gopis want and they only had speak of one thing even if they speak it in a roundabout way so Krishna he said today is Vasant Panchami Today was in Panchami. Sritaraj means spring, king of all seasons, Sritaraj. He appears. So that time, the Vasant Panchami is a very auspicious city. And on that day, Durvasarishi, he also appeared on this day. This is his birthday. Rashidatatraya, Chandrama, they are actually the manifestations of Brahma Vishnu Mahesh. So they went to test. Anasya Devi. They said, then she got picture and they said, no, how will you take? They said, you'll have to become naked and give us this picture. And she said, and she thought, they say, you'll have to be you have to give everything without any cloth. Then she said, already let me ask my father. Let me ask my husband. The husband said, you don't know who they are. Give them. You see, we came naked in this world. And we leave, we leave naked. So they come to examine you. And she said, alright. I'll give you a picture naked. But on one condition. All of you should become my children. And sit on my lap. If you become babies, then I'll give you this picture. And she was very chest lady. Very devoted to her husband. She was a predominant deity. They say all, she, they say all these three promotional marriages became small babies. They sat on her lap and they started drinking her breast milk. She started caressing them. She started singing them. In the cradle. So just see. Now they are entangled. So how can they possibly leave? So where were this tapasyas? The Shakti. And Bhagwan, he is himself also he is subdued by such prem. He falls on Vasant Panchami. So say, they said, go for Bhuja to the Rasarishi of Boga. Duarte, and by serving the Santas, you can please him and have his blessings in Shakti. Or else, it's very difficult to achieve anything from him. Attain something from him. So someone said, how can we serve him? He said, your hand has this yash, is renowned. Any person who comes to approach, even if he's illiterate, Still, if he makes anything for Bhagavan, then Bhagavati Purnamasi empowers that person, gives him pure intelligence, makes all proper arrangements. If someone desires the sweets, malpua, halwa, kheer, make whatever you feel like, and take everything and offer the giraj. They say when they listen, you come from Braj that I have sent you, 
then they'll become so happy. They'll all start honoring Mahapasa. So in this way, Parikrama, honor it, and then take that mercy. You'll never be miserable in your lives. Because he is Durvasa. They're going to him, all bad desires Durvasa. Durvasana, go away. We'll become free from all anathas. Loksha, Prabhupada, Karma. Be free from all Prabhupada, Prabhupada, everything. Make one very pure, clean. No Durvasana, wicked desire will stay in that heart. And doesn't eat anywhere. What he just drinks is rasa of durvagras. And he continues with his tavasya. But this prasad of raj, he also likes honoring and nourishing. Because Vasanta Panchami is also his birthday, his appearance day. So in Vasanta Panchami, all the dvajasis, on the advice of Krishna, they made so many things for Krishna. This is called Amritdhara, Madhudhara, flow of nectarian honey. They make, they make kheer and where do they bring the sugar from? They dry the honey and they use this honey as sugar for the kheer. And then they make, they make, they powder these fruits. Like you say, dates, they powder dates. And you say they make, they use so many substituents for sugar. We're cooking there. So in this way, they took everything, very nice things to worship. And there is so, Yamuna is so huge. How can the possibly cost Yamuna? So you heard all these leelas. But if you listen to how much Ras is in Gurudev's Kata, then you can realize. So when they came on the banks of the Yamuna, then they thought, how can we cross the Yamuna? Then when they were, uh, they thought, let's return and go to Krishna, or else we'll lose so much time. And you say, they start meditating on Krishna, by chanting the Gopal Mantra. And Krishna said, wherever you go, you never leave me, huh? At least leave me alone for one day. Still you remember me. You don't leave me alone. And then they said, they know, we are going to, we desire that we bind you, keep you with us. But now how will we cross the Yamuna? They said, oh, you can swim across. And they said, our sweets then will be ruined. And they said, all right, do one thing. You call a boat, boat will take you across. They said, oh, so many millions of people, how can they cross the river in one boat? They said, what can I do? Or should I just take all of you and throw you on the other side? In Ramlila you made a bridge. Kamevan also this the one that Rameshwar. So I'll also make a bridge on the Yamuna and take you across. So then Krishna, he said, actually there's no time to build a bridge. Then the Gopi said, I just pay a desire, you can build a bridge. Then he said, alright Yamuna Devi, I'll tell something to Yamuna Devi. Just as my father crossed the Yamuna, took me to Gokul, similarly I'll also take you across. So Krishna then, what did he say? He, he, talk, he said, oh, go and tell Yamuna Devi that Krishna is a Brahmachari. 
man, he has never even seen the face of a woman. He's never spoken to them. He has no relationship with any of them. He never even thinks about them. So Krishna is Akumar Brahmachari, lifelong Brahmachari. Then you should tell him not to make way. And this is the repeated word of Krishna said. And they saw that Yamuna, she, she spread to two sides. And a beautiful way was in the middle of the Yamuna. And there so many trees on the banks there. And so many creepers. And so they all, chanting Krishna Kirtan, they chanting Govinda Dhamadha Madhavidi. They knew so many Kirtans. And they say they reached the Rasa Shri's Ashram. And there they saw that there is his ashram. So enchanting. It is said that all the devatas, they, they sweep the floor and they, they, they protect these fruits and flowers, they nourish these trees. This place is called Ishapur. Now it's called Ishanpur. Any desire, if you take any desire and go to this place, then your desire will become fulfilled. Therefore, Ishapur was a very exalted place. By going there, and one's heart will automatically become pure. And whatever you desire, even before you ask, you'll have your desires fulfilled. So you say, Durvasari Ashram was there. So lakhs and lakhs of people, Devi Devatas came to observe his birthday. So they're going to offer pranam, offer gifts, all these things. So they all went there, Durva Sarishi, and they saw Durva Sarishi, he was very fortunate. And you could see him from even many long distance. And just see how, if you offer anything here, then he'll accept. Just see how near he is to all of us. And say, Durva Sarishi is accepting all their offerings and eating so much. He took everything away, he ate everything away. And then he blessed everyone, becoming happy. And they returned, they saw that the Yamuna is now closed away, and how could they again cross the Yamuna? So meanwhile, they, and then they see the blessings of Durvasarishi, feeding him very nicely. And he said, oh, there's such a nice ashram, here in Braj. By coming here, your heart becomes so happy. You're drowning in Zosha Mahananda. Seems that we are being absorbed in such, in such Premras. He, he, I'm really realizing how much he loves. It's called Divya Sandesh. So they say, he became so happy seeing this magnanimity. And they say, he said, next time I'll come and glorify Krishna and give this prasad to Krishna as well. So then, they took these empty pots. So while returning, they some remnants of this prasad had fallen on the ground, so they collected all these things, and they were leaving. 
and then Yamuna was not giving way again, then they again went the Yamunas again made a way free. Just see, like Guru, like disciple. So you know, as soon as the Rasha, she said, I've not eaten anything. And you see, Yamuna has opened up again. Just see, the Guru and disciple are, speak, are speaking in such an alike manner. Very surprising. Then he asked someone. That, oh, you've given you so much and you've eaten. And still you said, you haven't eaten anything. He said, oh, you offered, you gave, and I offered to my Prabhu. So how have I possibly eaten anything? I haven't eaten anything. He just came here and I offered him to there. Offered this to him there. My duty is whatever I get, I offer to Shri Guru. You see the heart of the Santos. Uh, you see the Bhagavan, he is the beloved of the Santos. Whatever they, whatever they take, they offer to Bhagavan. They don't keep anything for themselves. Now that, oh, I'll keep something aside for me and then offer the rest to Bhagavan. So this way, Maharshi Durvasa, he never kept anything for himself. Whatever he, he, whatever he attained, he offered everything for Prabhu. He didn't touch anything, keep anything for himself. He didn't keep anything aside for himself. Therefore, he's a Rishi. See, Rishi means that he has such knowledge, realized knowledge, that he doesn't keep anything for himself, doesn't hide anything. Like a crow. You see one crow, he only has one eye. Whatever it gets, it makes sure it goes and hides it somewhere. And again starts looking for something. Oh, and then whatever it has collected, it forgets where it has kept. And again starts going, oh where have I kept, what have I collected. And so we are also like these crows. We collect so many things, but then we forget. Saying, oh, let me hide something. No. Antaryami Paramatma, he has such big eyes. You think he does not see what you are hiding? Where will you hide? In which bank locker? In which well will you hide? So Durvasa, he never did such things. Therefore, he said, never accept anything. He said, they took everything in front of you. I haven't eaten anything, he said. I've never taken anything in the first place. I just offered to my beloved. Then Krishna, he spoke of himself as being a brahmachari. Then Durvasarashi, he said, brahmachari means one who is always wandering in this realm of Brahma. Means Brahma himself follows him everywhere. So Brahmachari is he, is he who has no place for anyone else except Parabrahma in his heart. And he, never, and he only has this place for Parabrahma in his heart. He is Brahmachari. He doesn't touch anyone, meet anyone, speak to anyone. He only has relationship with Parabrahma. Paratpar Parameshwar. And he himself is fulfilled always from within. So who will he possibly touch? Hate, love, despise. 
He is always equipoised. He always gives shelter to everyone. But it doesn't mean that he 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 accepts someone and uses that person as for his own enjoyment. They say such this book, such nice tattvas to Vajdevis, Durvasarshi and Krishna. And then they say especially Durvasarshi. Then the Gopi said, today our lives are successful because we have attained the association of such Sadguru, Pandit. You must realize this tattva in your heart. And so he made others realize also what he has realized in his own heart. And now that uh, today you listen and then you forget after some time. Why should you, why will you forget? You forget because you have no faith. But, but uh, Rishi made the gopis realize this. So then they came and told Krishna, Krishna, Durvasar, she said, if I haven't eaten anything, drank anything, then Yamuna should make way. And Yamuna, she started smiling, and she respectfully welcomed the gopis, and took them on the other side. Before they had to come walking, and while returning, they returned with so much happiness. And then they said, you're going to meet Krishna, so give him my gifts as well. What are those gifts? These beautiful lotus flowers, lotus, lotus seeds, and these uh, panifal, these fruits that grow in the water, ornaments, clothes. She gave so many gifts for Krishna. They, she gave so much that they could not even carry all these things. So when they came to Raj and gave these gifts to Krishna. And Krishna said, you have darshan. I said, oh, Prabhu, you made our life successful. We would have never even thought or imagined how to attain the mercy of a santa. Therefore, there are many who are wandering in the market, bazaar, but they don't realize who is sadhu and how to achieve the station of sadhu. Therefore, Without Hari's Kripa, how can you possibly achieve the ascension of Santa, Hari Bhakta? Even if you you will not realize who he is. If Bhagavan is happy, then he will make you have the ascension of Santa. And then by Bhagavan's desire, these Santas, they impart this Atma Gyan and Paramatma Gyan. If you just keep wandering here and there, you will not achieve the session of Santa. Because the Santas are not like that. Oh, that you go anywhere and then start singing, dancing. Oh, I'm selling this harmonium. Buy this harmonium. Oh, if your stomach is not getting clean, then take this tablets. Your stomach will be clean. So is this what a Sadhu Santa does by doing Kirtan? Sadhu is not like this. Then Guruji said, Therefore, to achieve the association of Santa, should pray to Bhagwan. When Bhagwan bestows mercy, then he'll have you meet the Santas. And then the Santas are the great mercy that we use Bhagavatam again.
they have this bitter very friendly relationship with each other. Then Maharaj he spoke this verse Oh Bhagyam Oh Bhakim Nandaka Purujok Sangin Vitam Paramanandam Purnam Brahma Sanatanam This Purnam Brahma Sanatanam Sarup Brahma Sarup Bhagavan himself and now he has become dear friend of everyone he has made everyone qualified he take sakas out cowherding in the morning go to all these forests of forests and this way he take down his gocharan gocharan means especially you are trying to control your go senses how they can be engaged for this Bhagavad Sarva Bhagavad Gyan and this way the siksha is given make them ready so this way this our Prabhu makes everything ready in Braj for everyone so they say, Maharaj is not doing Kirtan. This law is a Vraj. And Maharaj started describing every place of the 84 mile Vraj. And it was also published in a book. This Vraj Mandal Parikrama book. Where Gurudev himself has written all these glories a different place in Vraj. Every year he had gone Parikrama. Before we used to be 30, 40, 50, 60 people. We'll go walking, sometimes stay overnight somewhere. And sometimes in temples, courtyard of someone's house. And early morning again we'll go on Parikrama, then to Madhugari. Nukirtan, Harikatha. Sometimes Maharaj will be speaking Harikatha and he's sweating so much. And be fanning him. And sometimes he'll be resting. Like he'd be, he'd this way he'd put his head on some on someone's lap, and some of the brahmachari would be massaging his legs, and this way he'd be speaking Harikatha even then, and then everyone would be weeping so much. In the Vajrandal Parikrama book also, not much is said about all these places, only that it's given in a nutshell. But those who have realized what they've seen in the Dhirastaris, when they describe these glories, then you'll realize how glorious, how great each of these past in place of Vraj is. And you go to all these different places. And like you know, you see in 84 mile Vraj. You go to every place. Go to Vishwanapur, Barsana. You go to Chiksholi. This Rangiri, Sunara. Karela, Kamai. Uchagao. And so you go all these different places of the Sakis and then describe the glories of all these places and accept Madhukari there. And then you say, spend the night in the home of any Vrajvasi. And then slowly people became so, they developed so much faith in Gurudev. Because wherever he'd stay overnight, they do Kirtan. And people would come there and do Kata Kirtan. Say, in the early morning they'd say, Oh Maharaj, butter milk is ready and we've also made some rotis by our own hands. No, you cannot leave now. At least you take one roti. Maharaj said, Now I'll go every, to every house 
take one roti. I cannot take from only one house. And this way, when the devotees increased, then three thousand, four thousand devotees would come, and then the villagers would make rotis for three thousand devotees in the early morning. And they bring so many big barrels, drums of matta, buttermilk, and also gourd. And then some places, ten twenty villages would ten twenty villages would combine to make puris. And Surya Kun seen Choti Bhagavad Gita. They make so many huge quantities of puris. And say Maharaj would do such katha kirtan. And there was no such village in Braj. Even in Uchagao, you see, all the pandas there, they did Bhushpav Sheikh of Gurudev and gave him this title, Yuvachari. And so they respected him in such a nice way. Near the Guru of all the Rajvasis. Big, big Acharyas came. But, just see how Gurudev was. We have so much, such love and affection for all the Rajwasis. Even now, you see, they have such fond memories of Gurudev. That time I could see by my own eyes how Gurudev and Rajwasis loved each other so much. Gurudev would say, these Rajwasis come to give you something, like some money or something, don't accept. Because they are like our worshipable fathers. They're looking after these Rajwasis. Looking after the cows, they're doing so much agriculture. And still if you take money from them, they're like our father. So just accept some madhukari and leave. Don't take more than necessary. And respect them very nicely, serve them. And even Bhagwan himself will be sappy. We serve these Rajwasis. In Matra, we never see, because there was a hospital near Mathura. And you see, the Rajwasis would never come and ask for anything. They would never ask for hot water, dalia, nothing. Sometimes they would also send the Brahmacharis to look after these Rajwasis in the hospital, go and look after them, stay overnight. And sometimes if any sadhu would be hurt so much, he would get an infection and he would go in the hospital. And Moha Maharaj would tell me, come to the hospital. And then we had to put phenyl, cleanse him. And all these worms would come out. Apply bleaching powder and all these things. Cleanse his body. Then they say, make him healthy again. And then give him like some fruit juice, sugarcane juice. And they say, make him healthy. And then, Leave him in the ashram again. Gurudev would say, you can stay in our temple or else go and stay in your ashram again. The heart of a sadhu is like butter. Whole life also it described the glories of Gurudev. It never uh, reached an end. It cannot possibly fully reach the extent. Because at the time there was no such vibe of like you see now. To Bhiksha. And this way, we make some rotis out of this bhiksha and some guest would come. And the brahmacharis would not have any rotis left. So that time we'd think, oh, these rishis are staying in the forest. Are they eating five times a day? Sometimes they chew on dry leaves, chewing on the bark of a tree, drink water, 
not that you get Rajbhog and then also do Bhagan, Bhajan, Tapasya, no. Whether Katha, make them so satisfied. And even hunger, thirst, everything go away by just listening to such Braj Katha. No, it's not so cold. But before it used to be very cold. In the month of Mag, January. Sometimes some Santas would come at 12 o'clock in the night. And Gurudev, whatever the Brahmacharis had, the clothes they had, their blankets, that time we didn't have any, anything. We'd give our shawls away to the sadhus. He'd also have one shawl, he'd give that shawl away also. And then everyone would be sleeping in the Natvandir. It would be so cold outside. So anyhow, the night was spent. And then in the morning, when they woke up during Mangalarti, and they saw the Brahmacharis and nothing. And after Balkok, when they were returning, they said, Oh Maharaj, you give us one or two Brahmacharis, we'll send something back with him for the ashram, some blankets, something. I said, oh, we don't want anything. Yesterday night, you gave everything away for us. And he said, the Brahmacharya is suffering so much in the cold. And Gurudev, he said, oh, they saw me lying on the streets, in the gullies. So are they not surviving the cold? So many animals out there. So who's looking after these animals? Who's giving them chadar, looking after them? Who's looking after everyone? Those are diseased. Those who are ill, those who are sick, everyone is being, Bhagavan is looking after everyone. One should tolerate this happiness, distress, heat, cold, infamy, fame, no need to fear. Now we have Chapan Bhog, 56 items, tomorrow you may not get anything, even dry thing. So you should be ready for this also. So say they became very shy, these people. And then what do they do? They sent so many truckloads of blankets, shawls, pillows. They were going somewhere and then they, were, they took rest here in the temple and just see that Taguji's desire, they gave so many things. And since then I see there was no shortage. Bhagavan, he sees everything. There are 56 items. But you should never think about your own self that, oh, I'll go hide something first. And then what will happen? If you eat something like that, then there will be worms inside. Because that is like stealing. Like before everyone honors Mahaprasad, you go and hide some Mahaprasad in your room. This is like stealing. So what should you do? You should honor Mahaprasad after everyone, everything else has been distributed. This is Parma, but this is topmost nectar. You will never face any difficulty. Therefore, you see how they set the standard by their behavior, by their ideal. This is one. Whatever is in their heart is one with the words they speak. Not that the words they speak is different from the moods in their heart. This is one. So one day, all is ready. Listen, tomorrow.